coming up on this episode of Sports Without Borders. Right now, because he is going to be a free agent phenom along with Kyrie Irving. And later, if you know what, good for them. Dalen Turk and RJ Hetz bring you Sports Without Borders. Welcome to Sports Without Borders, episode five. Dalen, we made it to episode five. How's your microphone doing over there, bud? Well, um, I may have dropped my microphone at home, and as a result of that, my microphone may or may not be broken, which is why I'm currently recording at the radio station I work at. <laughs> yeah, we're recording through the radio station that you work at, and also I am using Skype, just in case your audio sounds like crap. So, but I'm pretty sure that if you're at a radio station, it sounds pretty good, though. Yeah, I was going to say, if you hear an improvement in quality in my voice... There's a reason why, because I'm using a $400 microphone. <laughs> and I'm just using my uh, model price Memphis Blue microphone, but I look like Elvis Presley when I when I record. It's so, true. When the Skype came up, I was like, oh, my God, the king's alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. Later. I mean, later on in a couple of hours, actually, NBA Finals Game 6 is going to be tipping off the final game in Oracle Arena. Woo! Uh, USA Women's Soccer. We'll get to that. There's just there's a lot going on with what's with just that particular uh, sport with Women's World Cup with the USA Women's Team, and also is Katie done with the Dubs? We've got you know free agency news. The draft is coming up next week already. Oh my I think god! They, <laughs> I know. I, as I just asked, um, I just asked series right before we started the show. I'm like, okay. Uh, when is the NBA draft? And then the, they're like, it's it's a week from today. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's coming up quicker than I, I expect. Totally but, even forgot about it, honestly. <laughs> same here. I mean, we always we obviously know who's going number one. There's no doubt about that. I think that it's just a matter of who's going to go two, three, four, five. And I mean, yeah, you know, it's going to be Taco Fall. I, I mean, who? Why wouldn't you not take Taco Fall? That is, I mean, he's, an, an immediate he's, trip to the finals. I mean, let's be honest here. This man is like flipping. To, who was that reporter at the NCAA tournament who was just like she was five three and he and he just oh, towering over I know over it was her. insane. <laughs> <laughs> it looked it looked photoshopped, but we'll get to the draft probably next week because there's just a lot to talk about with the NBA with uh, USA Women's Soccer going on. So let's just get right into the NBA Finals because they're coming up in a few hours uh, from when we're recording this. We thought that if the war with the uh, Raptors won Game Four, it would be over. We were wrong because we got treated to Kevin Durant coming back, and now he's gone. <laughs> I mean, hey, done for. Super, did you super, did you see ahead. the video like the zoomed in video of his calf? Oh God, I, oh. I couldn't watch it. Well, I it's it's be interesting it. because the like the game footage that you see it it's the the first one that like came out um of like the just the solid view of him when he was injured it's the front of him and you just see him kind of like he takes his like step down and he just kind of like falls backward and you're like oh i hurt his calf again and then they yeah. show the backwards shot and they're like oh that looked a little worse and then they zoom in on his calf and you see that step and his calf just looks like a giant rubber band shooting up from his heel <laughs> Stop it. I don't want to picture it again. I nearly <laughs> threw up in my mouth when I first saw it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's the, it's the human body that happens sometimes. I just think that Kevin Durant really pushed himself to get back to the NBA Finals. And I don't think he should have. Well, but that's who he is. I don't think he I should understand. have either, but that's who he is. I understand that is who he is. But here is the problem, is that Kevin Durant needs to focus on himself. 
right now because he is going to be a free agent phenom along with Kyrie Irving, along with Anthony Davis. I know Anthony Davis isn't technically a free agent, but he wants out of New Orleans, so you know and you know for a fact that he's going to be going somewhere new next season. But what does so that – He needs to go somewhere where but, he, he needed to focus on himself. He might be out until the middle of next season now. What does that say to teams, though, if he's a guy who focuses on himself? No, Kevin Durant – He's as much as I despise the snake moves that he has made in his career as oh, during his snake. time with Golden State, he has been all about that team. And he was not about to sit out there and not play, even if he was going to injure himself. But regardless, he should never have stepped foot on that court because um, Meyer and I can't think of his first name. Um, I'm. Uh, spacing out on his first name, the GM for the Warriors, um, the way he was talking about the injury and his calf injury prior to his Achilles rupturing, something about it just made me feel as though it wasn't just a calf injury because I I just don't see how you can go, oh, yeah, he strained his calf to all of a sudden. Yep, his Achilles is done for. Um, And I think maybe that was just their tactic, trying to make it sound less serious so the Raptors didn't get overzealous about it, you know? But Which, I mean, very valid point, and Bob Myers is who it is. Yes, Uh, Bob Myers. But, but, I mean, when you're looking at the Warriors, they're not the, I mean, they're obviously the best team in a very tough Western Conference. Yes. And they... Even without Kevin Durant, even without Boogie Cousins, they were still that team that reminded me of the 73-9 and team that should have won an NBA Finals. And I I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Kevin Durant coming back was a was a non-selfish move because he was going he was wanting to help the team. But in that instant instance, he very well could have he could be out for well over into the next season. No, I, mean, and- I know that sounds over the top, but you got to look at the fact that he tore his Achilles. It's not like he, he like an ACL injury is bad, but I think an Achilles is worse than an ACL. No, and they they I, I saw a stat and it was like the the games in between recovery of like star players who have ruptured their Achilles, and I think the shortest time, and I think it was some guy in like the '90s and like '94. Um, it took him 222 games, um, and that, and I think the longest was like somewhere in the 300s. It took Kobe Bryant like 240 something. Um, so he'll he'll be out. Um, he'll be out the oh. entire season. Um, but that that's not going to affect his free agency. Someone is still going to offer him a max contract because it's Kevin Durant. <laughs> oh no doubt. And when he comes back. He's going to still be the Kevin Durant that has won an MVP, has won the NBA Finals MVP, has won a championship. So nothing will change about him. But, Dalen, I'm going to ask you this. Is this the last time we've seen Kevin Durant in a Warriors uniform? I don't I don't know, honestly. I don't know because I think this is going to change his mindset. Okay, I think he... I think the fact that he did not get to go out on his terms due to this injury, that may change it. Maybe he'll stick around. Maybe he'll stay for one more year. But you know they're not going to sign him to a one-year contract. They're going to be like, no, if you're going to stay, we're going to keep you for four years. 
And then they're probably going to put in some, like, no trade clause so that he makes sure that he doesn't go anywhere. Because, I mean, if you, Steph Curry obviously is locked in with the Warriors for, for he's, life. He's not going he, anywhere. Neither, neither is Clay Thompson. Yeah, Clay Thompson, he's staying. Draymond Green, I don't think he'll go anywhere. But if he got offered the right salary to, to a good team, I'd say it's pretty hard for him to turn down. Regardless, he's got – he's – He's got the best team right now that he could just go back to, and they'd probably he'd probably work on a deal so that they could still have cap space to go out and get good players to fill up the bench. Oh no, he wants that money. He's not leaving any cap space. He's getting that uh, money. All right. I mean, obviously, you know Kevin Durant more than I do. I'll ask for his cell phone number later. But <laughs> you know, you know mean, what? Dalen, tell me right now. Do you know Kevin Durant's phone number? Yeah, it's um seven eight five. I knew it, God. I I've been asking for that phone number for years, and now you finally tell me. You know, me I I work at the school that uh, he went to, so I'm practically his best friend. Oh my, you're one of those people now. So it's ba- it's basically like me saying, oh yeah, you know, I'm from North Dakota, and you know, uh, Josh Demall is from North Dakota, so technically we're brothers. That's how you, the, the that's actor Josh you, Yes, the actor Josh <laughs> No, the flipping guy who's on the Kelly serial box. Josh Duhamel. Oh, shush up. <laughs> uh, but, North I mean, Dakota pride. North Dakota, don't you know? But I think that Kevin Durant, he could very well go somewhere else. Of course. And it would, it would not surprise me if a team like flipping the Knicks – for crying out loud, they don't have the number one overall pick anymore. Well, but they've lost now a lot of you know oomph going into the free agency because they were all on the Zion Williamson hype train, and everyone was going with like, okay, well now that Zion's going over to New York, that probably means that Kyrie's going to go over to New York. There's going to be a lot. New York now has the third overall pick, which means I I think they're probably going to get R.J. Barrett for well, it. Of course they are. But I think that they <laughs> I think that. They need someone else there besides the rookie. They can't rely on a rookie guard to take care of them. Well, but who who else do they have to rely on? They're not they can't bring Kevin Durant onto that team and all of a sudden be this championship because guess what? Kevin Durant, as great of a player and as prolific as a scorer as he is, he is not the all-around player that LeBron James is. I'm sorry, he can't elevate a team the way that LeBron can. Okay, tell you. Let me ask you this then: Would you rather have him go to the Knicks and try to lead this lead a team by himself to glory, or would you like to see him go back to OKC and try to hash things back up with Russell? Oh my lord! No, <laughs> you, no, you know what I want to see. I want to see 2020 season. They're getting or 2021, I guess, because they're skipping the season. I want them to bring back the Seattle SuperSonics with Kevin Durant leading the way. Here comes Kevin Durant, followed by Russell Westbrook. And then for the heck of it, I'll bet you anything, James Harden is probably going to be nearing the end of his contract in Houston. Surprise, you've got those three. Could you imagine if those three reunited again? They they would fail. Are you kidding me? It would just it would just be like the Lakers in like, what was it, 2012 or whatever, when they tried to bring in Dwight Howard and Steve Nash and Kobe Bryant and all these star players, and they were garbage <laughs> that's true but then again it's the lakers and i'm a celtics fan so i'll always diss on the lakers whenever i can i mean it's not as bad as the flipping brooklyn nets 
however many years ago when they traded for you know Kevin Garnett and they traded for Paul Pierce to the, for all these draft picks, and mm-hmm. that's why you're seeing flipping the Celtics with a top 15 draft pick every year. Right, I know. Because of that trade, which the Celtics were like, yeah, we get, we gave up those players, and now they're probably like, we gave up those players for them to suck. So it's like, it's absolutely incredible to watch that. I mean, I see where you're going with this, that if you bring it, if you try to do another big three where you have three players coming from totally separate teams, it probably will fail. The only time that recently it's happened was probably the big three with Bosch, Wade, and LeBron. The only big three that matters is that of Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, and Tim Duncan. And guess what? That big three is officially over, and I'm so sad. He he called me crying, folks. He called me. Okay, I understand because you're a Spurs fan, and I totally get that. Tony Parker retiring, which was, I mean, he's had a great career. Definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he'll be a Hall of Famer. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, he he absolutely will. Um, I mean, finals MVP, MVP, four-time champion. He he was the youngest point guard to ever start. Um, He was, um, I believe, the youngest to – I can't remember what the other one was. But, no, he absolutely. I mean, he was revolutionary in terms of players coming over from Europe, Um, this little French boy. Uh, Tony P, man, he 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 brought the spin move to the NBA, Very just true, like to, just like Manu Ginobili brought brought the Euro step. Yeah, and I mean, well, it's because he's European. And, no, um, he's not European. Tim, yeah, he's French. He's French. Okay, yep. and um, I mean, Tim Tim Duncan b- uh, brought the layup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> old reliable. <laughs> Hey, so it's like, all right, I've got the spin move. I've got the Euro step. What do you've got? I've got this great thing where you're not going to dunk, but it's still going to look cool. And it still doesn't look cool. Um, but, okay, we totally got sidetracked there. Back to the finals tonight. Back to the finals tonight because we started talking about Kevin Durant, which we were going to get to later. But the finals tonight, it's game six in Oracle, the final game of Oracle's, I would say, like, Stadium career is the best way to put it. I want to see a championship won in Oracle tonight because I think that would be the funniest thing, and nobody would ever let go of that ever. I don't. I don't know if it'll happen though. Why won't it happen? Give me a reason because it seems like when Clay when Clay Thompson's healthy, they're very good, and obviously we saw when Clay Thompson wasn't healthy, they suffered bad. And when Kevin Durant was healthy, they actually did very well. Kevin Durant is out. Give me a reason why I should think the Warriors might win. Momentum. That is all I have to say. Momentum. Look at the momentum they have. And a Warriors team like that we saw the other night coming off of that and going back into Oracle, it's going to be very, very hard to beat. And you know, you know Steph Curry is going to go off for like 51 I was thinking he was probably going to go like 49. I mean, so we're pretty close there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say 40s because I don't want to say that 50. If anybody's going to drop 50 tonight, I want to see Kawhi Leonard do it. I don't mm-hmm. think that they have enough momentum to win it, though, because only one time has a team gone down 3-1 and done it. And I understand that was only a few years ago, and it happened to the Warriors, so they have something – to redeem themselves yeah, to for. the 73 and nine warriors to be exact. 
which I thought was, I still think is the funniest to this day. So I think that it would be another knife in the gut for the Warriors to lose in their home stadium the final time that there's a game in that stadium. And guess what? They lose and give away a championship. Not give away, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. The, the Raptors would absolutely earn it. But I don't, I think. For one, Kyle Lowry is going to have to play. Um, I think, you know, we're going to see greatness from Kawhi Leonard that, you know, we can expect because that's what he's been doing. Um, but I honestly, I'm taking it to seven. Um, I'm taking it to seven. I think Raptors in seven. Um, the Warriors are going to win tonight. I think, gonna, I think at least by f- double digits by 10 points. Um, and I think game seven, um, Raptors are going to win, um, by like one or two points. Uh, You know, I like where I, I understand where you're coming from. I've been wrong already two times when it comes to (laughs) flipping prediction. I said, first, the Warriors in seven. I said the Raptors then in five. I'm not happy with myself right now. So I want to go back to my original prediction of Warriors in seven but I just can't say no to Kawhi Leonard right now because he is playing in NBA Finals like he's flipping LeBron James, except without the assists. Right, and, yeah, that, that key that key factor. He doesn't assist. Yeah, I mean, yeah, assists are important, don't get me wrong, but it's not like if, if you don't have any assists and you have a gazillion amount of points, it doesn't really affect anything because there's always someone who does have a lot of assists at the end of the night. I think that the Raptors are going to take it in six tonight. The only reason I say that is because the Raptors, they are looking strong. Kyle Lowry, I think, is going to put on he's going to he's going to show up tonight. I think he'll put in at least 25 points tonight. Kawhi Leonard, I think, is going to put in at least 40. And just right there, you've got two starters who are already over 60. If we and then if you just have your starters put in 10 and you have one person on the bench put in 10, game over. I'm calling it right now because I want the I like the Warriors. I just like the Raptors right now a lot better. <laughs> I'd like them, but I like this other team much more. I mean, it's kind of like me saying, you know, my I like the Cardinals in football, but I like the Vikings more because I'm from North Dakota and they're basically my cousin. Um, <laughs> the whole team is your cousin. <laughs> basically, Kyle Rudolph is my cousin. Uh, Kirk Cousins, he he just basically became my cousin because his last name's cousin. Speaking of uh, Kyle Rudolph, he just got signed for um, a four year four year deal for I think like thirty five million. So good for him. Um, he he's he's a great tight end. Um, he's gonna be he fun to great, watch. He is a great tight end, and I what I like though is that he's gonna be able to train or not train, but um, really mentor that Alabama tight end that the Vikings got. Yeah, for sure. That, that's a good guy to learn under. Irv Smith Jr., I think is his name. And I think that was a huge steal in the draft when I um, watched his tape. That is huge to see the fact that he is now going to be learning from one of the best tight ends right now in the game. I think you could say a top five. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Um, okay. So, really final prediction, I- though. I'm taking Raptors in seven. Okay, well... I mean, Dalen, nobody cares because you're you're just wanting to try to ride the train just so that you can say, look at me. I said the Raptors 7 all along. I, 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 to be fair, I did. 
<laughs> listen yeah, to the tape. Exactly. No, nobody. Well, I mean, it's going to sound like a tin can when I listen to the tape. I'm sorry. You were right, though. All along, he has said Raptors in seven. So if the Raptors win in seven, I'll buy you a Starbucks coffee from Montana. How does that sound? A star that I can get a Starbucks coffee anywhere. <laughs> I don't care. Fine, then I'll buy you a flipping buy, cookie. And okay, ship it. I no, I want a pack of redneck uh, cheddar brats. Why? Because they're the best brats in the world, and they're only in Montana. <laughs> okay, fine. If the, if if the Raptors do end up winning in seven, I will send you a pack of redneck cheddar brats. Okay, and if if the Raptors win tonight, what do you want? And my prediction is happening tonight, but okay. Well, should we go off my first prediction or my second prediction or Just, my third prediction? <laughs> what is it? Your <laughs> main prediction. prediction? Okay, my second prediction was wrong because I said Raptors in five. My first official prediction was Warriors in seven. I'm not going with it. I'm going with Raptors in six. And if I'm wrong, so if I'm wrong, then I don't care. I just flipping buy me a taco. I don't care. I, I will come up with something for you. It's going to be great. <laughs> it is going to it's going to be great, believe me. Sorry, I had to drink because I had to flip and realize that we're getting into a I don't really like talking about this because it's sparked a lot of controversy as of late. Um the USA women's soccer team. Uh obviously it's safe to say they kind of humiliated Thailand. And you know for, what? Good for them. <laughs> Good for them, no, without a doubt. Ten goals in the second half? Are you kidding me? Like <laughs> so crazy. That is, that is insane. Alex Morgan had five of them, but the here's the where the controversy starts. Is the I I just I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Basically, it's because that the USA women's team celebrated basically every goal. Yeah, like they they were relentless and you know kind of saying we scored. Ha ha. And you, you know what? Good for them. Okay. Here's my thing. The World Cup, I think more than any sport, is it's it's a world stage. Well, and I totally get it, though, because it's like you have, as I think Abby Wambach tweeted out about this, where she said, okay, you're in the World Cup. You, have, you don't tell the men to stop celebrating when they score. Remember, it was like in 2014 when Germany put up seven against Brazil. They didn't stop celebrating after seven. Mm -hmm. So what's the difference? Well, and that's where it cracks me up, too, because um, someone had argued, you know, Thailand's a much more poor country with, you know, less availability and less talent and blah, blah, blah. Um, and the U.S. is this superpower that has all this whatever. I'm like, I'm like, no one was, you know, having a pity party for the U.S. men's team when they get crushed every single year. I'm like, so why do we have to have a pity party for anybody else? No, it is. It's unfair to everybody on that stage to because it's it's the it's a championship. You're there for a reason. If you can't You're compete, if you can't keep up, that's your fault. Okay. They should not have to stop their celebration or hold back because your team isn't good enough. I mean, okay, it's like basically saying, I remember I was reading something where it was like, I was reading like the greatest upsets in uh, World Cup history, both men and women. North Korea beat Italy in 1966. 
And back then, Italy was basically the Brazil of the of that decade. Yeah, like they were unbeatable. And when North Korea won, they flipping through a flipping countrywide parade because they beat this team. So you're telling me right now, like, what if Thailand came out of nowhere and did the same thing to USA? Would people be doing the same thing? No, they would not because they'd be like, well, good for Thailand because they obviously don't have enough. They didn't have as much talent and they showed USA who's really the true team. (laughs) I mean, I get where people are going with it, but it's the World Cup. Mm -hmm. You are representing your country and you very few people get to represent your own country on this big of a stage. So you're telling me right now that you should just not do a dang thing. You know, and it's like the the U.S. women's national team is one of the most dominant teams in all of sports history. Don't take that away from them. Okay? It is something that they can do only every four years. And when they've been as dominant as they historically have been, they've earned it. Well, it's basically like saying, it's like telling Cristiano Ronaldo, hey, when you play for Portugal... Don't celebrate if you score a goal. Like, people would go crazy if you heard that. Because Cristiano Ronaldo obviously has one of the most signature or one of these signature celebrations where, you know, he jumps up in the air and then shows his uh, jersey number and his name on the back. Right. If you told him to not celebrate when you score a goal, I think soccer would be more boring than it already is. No offense. Sorry. More boring than it (laughs) is. I feel bad for all the soccer fans listening. I, I'm sorry, but what a backhanded uh, insult! <laughs> I'm a, I mean, I hate to say this. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I'm a grade eight jackass. I mean, ask my mother for crying out loud. She thinks she's probably gonna listen to this and come up to me and just give me a backhand across the face. She'd be like, "You dissed." You know what? Man. And I hope she does. <laughs> And if she does, I will let you know so then you can just be like, good, you deserve it. Regardless. <laughs> I okay, I like soccer. Don't get me wrong. But I just I like make I like making fun of all the sports. So I, I by the way, I just uh the final just wrapped up of the game that I was watching. China beat South Africa one to zero. Dang it. Dang it. Um, I I just like South Africa, so I was rooting for them. I, um, I have no stakes. I I mean, I have no preference except for usa we talked about that last week i'll i'll root for my home country and that's it if ireland is ever in it i'll root for them but obviously ireland is never going to be in a world cup anytime soon. hey you never know you never know those redheads are going to be running around like crazy um i think that yeah back to the celebrations thing yeah it's 13 goals and yeah it kind of got excessive but very rarely will you get the chance to say, I scored a goal in the World Cup. And you've right. got to take every advantage of that. Alex Morgan having five of those is unreal. Which ties like just, ties the World Cup record. For, yeah, for most goals in a game. I remember we were I remember when we were talking uh like through text um about all this. I remember <laughs> I was laughing about this because I, I texted, you know, what happened. And then um, I said, it's like a game of FIFA 19 and Thailand forgot to pick up the controller. And you said that or USA just turned all their stars into 99 because it's basically what happened. Just unbeatable. It was a great I mean, it's a great I mean, Thailand was outshot 40 to two in that game. So 
it's like it was a total obliteration. You know, but, I mean, we we see it all the time in sports where one team just destroys another. Hence the Mar- hence March Madness. We see it every year, except for la- not last year, but the year before, or maybe it was last year when UMBC beat Virginia. We see it every year where a 16 seed gets demolished by a one seed, and do we? And we know it's going to be going to happen, but do we ha- throw a pity party for that 16 seed? No, we don't, because they're all professionals. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the point of it is if the team like the, the players recognize it, and so why why complain for them? Like, let them voice their own concerns. And if they're concerned, cool, let them voice it, blah, blah, blah. But if they're not, it's it's part of the game, all right? You know, the goalie um, the goalie for Thailand is actually Swedish, I think. Oh, she is she? She could have played for Sweden. So, I mean, it's not like she – I'm sure it's probably hard to get onto the Swedish team because the Swedish team is kind of like – one of the top teams in all of soccer and i'm sure she had a better chance of making a, the thailand team as a starter than she did sweden as a backup but still the goalkeeper was five foot seven and a five foot seven goalkeeper oh is God. Not i mean i'm not even kidding you i i think i read somewhere she's either like five seven five eight wow that's crazy and most goalkeepers are like what i mean for women i'd say like at least six foot, and then most men, it, it, male goalkeepers are probably like at least six six. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have some reach. Um, but at oh. least you know maybe at, at a smaller size you've got you know reaction and you've got the speed. But who knows? Obvi- obviously, it didn't work out <laughs> against Team USA. But regardless, I think that Team USA. They, I understand that they. Uh, what they did, they celebrated, but you can't just like say no, don't celebrate because it's you can't tell the men to not celebrate. You can't tell if a team wins a national championship to not celebrate. That's basically the same thing, and I think that the women's team just needs to keep doing what they do. Don't listen to any critics and just keep playing in the World Cup. That's all I'm going to say on the matter because 13-0 to is a blowout. For all we know, the next game they could get blown out. Who knows? We'll see what happens. It's going to be, I, I think we're going to see an offensive run by Team USA that we haven't seen before because they have some, oh, they've got some attackers, man. They do have some attackers indeed. But we were talking about this at the very beginning. Next week is the NBA draft. It's pretty easy to tell who's going to be the number one, and that is obviously Taco Fall or Bull Bull. I'm still undecided. Or Bull Bull. I the choices are endless. You just, I, I mean, honestly, it's like, I think I read somewhere that you'd have to bet um, over a hundred thousand dollars to make a hundred dollars back for Zion to be the number one pick. Jesus, it's like <laughs> the chances are on your side, people. Oh yeah, you know, just go bet a hundred thousand dollars so you can win a hundred. I mean, I might as well just put my money on Bull Bull, who's probably going to be a top twenty. Yeah, no, and it's so- it's. I mean, it's very obviously it's going to be Zion Williamson going to the Pelicans. Um, and with that, I have this um, screenshot that I sent you pulled up um, how the uh, Celtics and Lakers are engaged with trade talks with New Orleans. Um, and the Lakers are offering 
the number four pick, um, or at least it's been discussed to include the number four pick, um, as well as I think it was Brandon Ingram and um, Lonzo Ball, but they do, um, the Lakers do not want to give away Kuzma, but the Pelicans want Kuzma. Um, and so it'll be very interesting um, to see what the Pelicans build um, once they get Zion. Yeah. Um, well, and so we were talking about this a couple episodes ago where uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, they only have one pick in the draft this year, and that is the number two. It's unfortunate. Well, it is unfortunate, but then again, you're going to get a really good player in John Morant. I think he'll go number two. Yeah, well, uh, and it's going to be great for him to learn under Conley, who's getting up there in age, and he's a, you know, he's a the best player on that team. He's been a fantastic point guard his whole career. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch him uh, run that Memphis uh, offense that has that is young and you know has a lot of potential. Yeah, and I like, I really like um, R.J. Barrett going three to the Knicks. Um, DeAndre Hunter, I like him going to the Lakers. I I mean, here's the if the Pelicans traded Anthony Davis, they could even do a trade on draft day, which I think would be insane. Like the, the well, NBA would explode. Because no matter what, no matter what they include in the trade, if they trade them, they're getting rid of that fourth pick. They're giving that number four pick to the Pelicans. No matter what, no matter whatever other players are involved. That draft pick is gone. There, it's just not going to be there. Yeah, and I think that I could, I very well could see um, them trading that number four, probably trading their next years, and then including in a few other key assets. I mean, like I'm just saying, like I think that they should. If the Lakers are smart, they should give up Kuzma. I understand how you don't want to give up Kuzma. Oh, yeah, come on. Really? He's got so much promise, though, and he and LeBron are so good together. Yeah, but so did Lonzo Ball. But look what Levar, look what happened to Levar. I haven't heard a peep from him in over two years, and I, it's been the nice, it's been the most peaceful two years of my life. I I would be there. I would be okay with them getting rid of Lonzo and uh, Ingram. Well, okay, I mean, real quick, Levar Ball. When you haven't heard from him in two years, isn't that just the nicest thing ever? Levar Ball. If nothing else, that that man knows how to market himself. The big baller brand. What are you talking about? We're going to be better than Nike and Under Armour combined. It's like, no, you're not. You, the, the only people that are signed under your, quote, brand are your sons. And they're and not. Lonzo Ball even left it. <laughs> which I think with Nike. Well, I think I, I heard big baller brand is actually folding. Which it's, I'm oh, yeah. It's, it's completely the company's. It's done for. It's no longer a thing. Shocker, everybody. I'm not surprised that flipping LeVar Ball's, quote, billion big baller brand is gone. But, hey, he's fine with it. He's got other stuff going on, man. He's good. He's he's sitting all right. Yeah, and so, anyway, I like Kuzma. If they, I would like to see the Lakers try to get rid of him because, I and I understand, he is a great player. He's got great promise. But you got the chance to take Anthony Davis. Let me ask you something. Hit me. Is Zion Williamson, um, is he making the all-star game his rookie year? Ooh. 
Ooh. Um, you know, I don't... I mean, part of me wants to say yes because it's Zion Williamson, and if his college career is anything is any indication of how he'll play in the pros, no doubt he'll make it. But it's his rookie year in pro ball, and it's. I mean, I, we've seen rookies obviously make it to the All Star game. I'm gonna say yes because I mean, you look at how he plays, you look at how he his athleticism. He won't. I don't think he'll be a starter in the All Star game because there's already the those ten names are already kind of taken right now. He'll definitely be on the bench though. Okay. Um, I mean, what, what do you think? Do you think he'll be a an no, All Star? No, I don't. I don't think he will. Um, I don't think he'll be an All Star. I think he will be. Um, he will be Rookie of the Year. Um, I think that's, unless like. Ja Morant or RJ Barrett has just an ungodly year. No, it's... just because. Oh, are you there? Yeah. Oh, sorry. It sounded like you cut off for a second. Um, no, because the NBA knows how to defend guys like RJ Barrett and Ja Morant. I don't. The NBA doesn't really have a force like Zion Williamson, that giant, big bodied, you know, kind of shack like presence in the paint. Um, and so I, I just think. Right off the bat, Zion is going to be more dominant, but I don't think that's necessarily going to mean that his career is going to be, you know, better or his trajectory is going to be better than John Morant or RJ Barrett. I just think coming into the league, he's going to be a lot more of a presence than the other two. Well, first off, he's going to be a starter. There's no doubt. Of course he is. I mean, if if you don't start him, whoever the coach is for the Pelicans, slap him across the face and tell him to get the hell out of here. I think that he... Presence. When you... I, I remember one of my good friends who went to North Dakota State and played ball. Um, he didn't get to play ball against Duke, but he got to... Um, he was there watching him, and he, he said that just looking at Zion Williamson and not even seeing him play or warm up, you could just feel like something big was going to happen with him. That was pretty hype, dude. I mean, it's like Zion Williamson. That's why I think he's going to be an all-star. He won't be a starter, but I think he would be a valued and he would be a great all-star. And he'll be rookie of the year. He'll be named to the first all-rookie all team. You name it, he'll make it. All right, I don't think he'll enough. win MVP, but I mean, he'll still be a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can side with that. Um, let's wrap it up because you're starting to uh, bug out a little bit. It's because I'm tired as heck and I've been up since 6 p.m. because I was working at the post office for guy God. I appreciate you. (laughs) Whatever, Jalen. Anyway, so we're going to wrap this up real quick, though, folks. Next week, we'll talk about the NBA draft more in detail. We'll kind of we'll do a little bit of a mock draft so that we kind of we will agree to disagree on some. Obviously, we're going to probably put Taco Fall in the top two picks. Um, Bowl Bowl will probably be go- going, I'm going to say six. Um, <laughs> I, Just, I you know, a number, myself, throwing it out there. Can't take myself seriously because I think Taco Fall should be drafted. I think Bowl Bowl will be a great asset to wherever he goes. We'll get into that next week. Regardless, thank you very much for listening. Podcast. Um, WithoutBordersNetwork.com, Sports Without Borders, Dalen Turk, RJ Hens. Dalen, as always, 
I hate your guts. Okay, thanks, buddy. Like what you hear? Visit podcastwithoutborders.com or like us on Facebook.